0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Thank you for your grace. Glory to God. Thank you for your sweet presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So look, can you give me a microphone? Yeah, right here. Can you come up here? Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Now I want you to say whatever you need to say, but I also want you to pray for the sick.
1: How many of you know that Jesus is in the house? Amen. took stripes on his back through those stripes, we were healed. So what does that mean? We're the healthy. We're the healed. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So if you're sick in your body, just raise your hand. Just, just put it on you, wherever you want, whatever. God is going to heal you this morning. Now, one of the keys is to take him at his word. He said it. I'm going to believe it. I do believe it. And then what? I'm healed. That's receiving it. Father, we thank you right oh, now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, you've done so much for us, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that you took on your back stripes for us, Lord God, stripes that you did not deserve. You took those stripes, Lord, for for sickness that would try to come and attack us, for disease, for, for disease that would try to Come in and take over our bodies. You took those stripes. You took care of it already, Lord God. Now, Father God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, Jesus. that we can declare now by your stripes we were therefore we are healed and we receive it now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you for your holy virtue, your healing virtue to flow right now in the name of Jesus. To the slightest, to the littlest of element to what we would have the biggest is no bigger than you lord god you've already conquered it oh hallelujah we're the healed We're the healed, hallelujah, we're the healed, glory to God. We're the healed, we thank you for it, hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah. Do not allow any negative, any negative symptom to come up and say, and lie to you and say, you know what? I thought I was. Because you were, you are healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
0: Do anything else you want to say?
1: Do I have any? Oh, I just love all y'all. And and really, y'all need to, ladies, it's it's a wonderful thing to come and hear the word of God. So don't you don't want to miss it. Glory to God. We're excited. A lot. And I want you to know this. A lot of prayer goes into everything, every event. Don't take it for granted. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, I think Wednesday is the deadline. You don't want to miss this brunch. Mm. But you don't want to miss the icing either. Mm, That's the Holy Spirit. Oh, glory to God. Okay, I'm done.
0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, Nita mentioned this is right now. Why are you standing? We're doing something. I'm not just, we're not just, we're not wasting time. Anytime I was brought up where anytime my mom and dad misplaced something, it seemed to be lost. They started, the lost is found. And then it passed on to me and Zona. You don't know how many times... She had in my, (laughs) because of me, she probably had to say, the lost is found. And we'd wind up finding it. Sometimes it'd take two or three days. Sometimes it would be pretty quick. But while Nita was talking about that, I want you to listen carefully right now. All of your loved ones that are lost are being found. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to declare it. So and so, name them. I don't. don't you know. But I mean name them. Name them. Say, so and so's found. Amen. They were lost, but now they're found. Yes. Glory to yes. God. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, what can because you're taking God at his word. The lost is found. Glory to God. The lost is found. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord, we just thank you right now. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Every soul is precious in your eyes. Glory to God. The lost is found in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Well, we're going to give you an opportunity to sit down. And we're going to dismiss 180 right now. They're going to go into their small groups. And we're grateful for what God is doing about, or about, I don't want to say about, with our youth ministry. And uh, it is having an impact. When Nita was talking about many of the people who say, yeah, I used to come to 180. 180 is our youth ministry. And I used to come quite a bit. And we're, Amen. You ain't seen nothing yet. That's right. That's right. Praise God. No well, <clears throat> I, I want to share some things with you, but um, I'll read the scriptures in a minute. Pastor Zona was talking on this on Thursday, possessing the promise, possessing the promise. There are a few things that I have to... Layout out for you, okay and uh, I'm going to touch base on it God doesn't misspeak wow aren't you glad to hear that Amen. God doesn't say something and say, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. come back here I, I, he's not like you and I God doesn't deliver you from present circumstances, from the defeat of the present circumstances. So in the next battle, he lets you lose. (laughs) Are you listening? He doesn't do that. All that God has ever had in in mind for humanity is to fulfill the destiny God has for them. And that's not where the devil wins. What we're experiencing now in our society is not where God wants us to be. How you overcome... Whatever it is you face, how you overcome depends on how you face it. Okay? And you can't stick your head in the sand and act like it's not coming or it's not here. You got to face it. Everybody say face it. Face it. Okay. And let's just say it another way. Fallen human nature is a big chicken. We used to teach uh, in, in our King's Kids. We still do, but uh, I remember one specific uh, children's class, ministry. We was talking about the Holy Spirit, and this is what was said: A Holy Ghost will take the chicken out of you. So you can face it. Everybody say face it. face it. And in facing it, you don't have a sense of being alone. I'm not asking you about the way your flesh feels because your flesh is so puny and weak. I'm talking about in God. You can face things. I'm... You may have these battles of, you know, fear coming against you. And they come against everybody. And anybody that says they don't, it doesn't lie like a dog. They're lying. The only one is the Holy Ghost. that can help you to face it without the sense of fear. That's why we need the Holy Ghost and fire to burn that nonsense out to fear circumstances listen carefully to fear the circumstances this is powerful pay attention to fear the circumstances is to rebel against God's word that's i mean that's that's a big bold statement but it's true and the things that we're facing in this generation we need to understand that only God is the answer. You cannot be intimidated. God has not given, Paul told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Of what? Power. You're not powerless. The Holy Ghost is made available to you. Jesus told them to go to Jerusalem and wait until they be endued with power from on high he emphasized power now the holy spirit is the personality of jesus do you understand you understand we're not ta- referring to the holy spirit as an it we're referring to the holy ghost as the personality the very power That raised Jesus from the dead. The New Testament says. Mm. To error. In believing. God. To error in believing God. Provokes God. And gives the enemy the victory. You're provoking God. How, How many of you have kids? How many of you? Got kids. And when you, this is why you parents, this is important right now. The younger the better. Get this down. Don't say something that you're not going to keep. Why is that important? Because how they look at you is how they're going to relate to God. So when you're over there and you're just saying something to shut them up, then they won't take you at your word. They can't trust what you're saying. God doesn't do that. He always says what he means and means what he says. So if you say, if you say something, even if it's corrective, you have to follow through. There are times I wish I didn't have to as a, as a parent. I really wish I didn't have to. But I had to. That's something that this generation doesn't quite understand because we've watered down the parents' authority. In fact, the public school system thinks that they should have the authority over the children. And in reality, if that's the case, why didn't you birth them? Why didn't you pay for them? All you ladies ought to really get upset. So if they belong to the state. Then the state ought to went through uh, <coughs> this process of getting them here. <laughs> okay. Always follow through. To error in believing provokes God. It aggravates Him. Now that doesn't mean He stops loving you, but the key to entering into His righteousness is believing what he said. And it gives the devil the enemy. It gives the enemy the victory. You give it to him. Do you hear what I just said? You give it to him. He doesn't have it. You have to give it to him by forfeiture. I want to say that one more time because I thought it was in a Holy Ghost church. The devil doesn't have the victory. The Bible tells us he is a defeated enemy. He's already defeated. The only way he can get the victory is we have to give it to him. You have to give it to him. Now I'm just talking right now. I'm not preaching yet. Jesus faced the cross. He faced it. In Hebrews, this is all all her Bible study. I'm just trying to get you caught up. (laughs) Jesus faced the cross, and the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Now, what was the joy? What was the joy that was set before him that made him look beyond what he was facing over to the other side of it? Well, number one, you. Number two is that you would now be in a position to where his spirit can live in and through you. That's the glory that he had with the Father from the beginning. You say, Pastor Ronnie, you're you talk- It's time you get rid of baby food. Amen. Amen. A lot of lot of people that are supposed to be in adulthood are fooling around. The only reason why you'd need baby food is you ain't got no teeth. Turn to your neighbors. Say, I got some teeth. I love y'all. I know some of the things maybe that just sound like you're loving us in a different way. (laughs) Looking at the joy. You need to look at the joy on the other side of your circumstances. If you do not, you'll grow weary and you'll doubt God, you'll quit, and you give the devil the, the, the victory. That's why he tells us in the New Testament, don't grow weary in doing well. For in due season, you will. He didn't ask. I mean, he, did, he didn't say maybe. He said, you will. Don't grow weary in doing well. You will. You will. You will, okay, if you don't faint. Now what causes you to faint? Not looking at the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, as Trey up here talking, I thought, oh my goodness. We need to start dancing in the rain. Go ahead and get wet. Let you get wet on the outside so it can get on the inside. All right. Now you ready? I thought I just had to say that to get me all stirred up. Now you know what Pastor Zona does to me all the time. She gets me stirred up in a lot of different ways. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. Jesus is building his church. He is building his church. I want to say that one more time. Jesus is building his church. I didn't say he's building religion. I said he's building his church. What this generation is crying for, desperate for, is power. Now, they're perverted when they don't know God. They're seeking a power, but they don't know that they need to know God because God wants to give them a power okay and they're seeking a power and they don't they they they've looked over here listen listen carefully they've looked over here at the church and ch- the church has a form of godliness but denies the power of that godliness and he said and, and Paul told Timothy or, or, or I think it was Timothy he said turn away from such He's telling the church, turn away from that. Like we need need the power. Well, who's the power source? Here again, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. After He's he's fixing to ascend after his resurrection. He tells uh, tells 500 people, go to Jerusalem and wait until you be endowed or endued with power from on high. Everybody say power. power. Okay. Now, one of the most amazing verses in the Bible, one of the most amazing, it it just astounds me, is found in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Watch this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Question. If Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Ghost and with power, what do you think you're going to need? And that's the thing that that religion denies. Because there's a lot of pride in religion. It's proud. It's arrogant. It's the same spirit of the religious rulers of Jesus' day that crucified Him. Okay? And, and Jesus says, I mean, Paul said, turn away from that. That's not going to save you. It's not... Listen carefully. I want to make sure everybody understands what I'm saying. The only way this nation can turn around is there be a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire in our country. People say, well, you know, we need people to get saved. Yeah, you do need to get people saved. But there needs to be a baptism of fire after they get saved. Because you're going to have more trouble with yourself than anybody else. Don't look at me like, no, no, Pastor Ronnie, I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven. How many of you have have ever screwed up since you've been saved? Because you need to be saved from yourself. There's only one thing that will deliver you. Only one thing. And that's to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit purge your flesh from its dominance in your life. Because it will dominate you. Listen, I pastored, Zona and I pastored for decades now. And you don't know how many times we dealing with a lot of flesh in the church. So much flesh that sometimes I don't want to deal with anybody in the Holy Ghost. I want to deal with them in my flesh. Are you following Because just the same kind of sin that's out there in the world stacks itself in the church, but puts on religious garb. And God says, that's not what's going to cut it for you guys. Jesus paid the price so you could be born again, qualified for His Spirit to occupy your born-again spirit. He didn't, listen carefully, most people don't really get this. This had not been taught in the church. He didn't save you to take you to heaven. He saved you to put heaven in you. Big difference. Whether you're here on earth in the nasty now and now or whether you go after you leave your body up into heaven, He came to put heaven in you. You know what's going to make heaven real to you? When His Spirit is in you that when you do get to heaven, you're not out of place. You talk about being miserable, getting to heaven and realizing that you lived in the nasty now and now and you were miserable the whole time. Oh, man. Y'all found Ezekiel 36 yet? I I think. I'm going to give you a look because I've got to touch one verse before we jump to the latter part. In the book of Ezekiel 36 verse 11, listen to what God's saying. He says, I will multiply you man and upon you man and beast. Now he's talking to the nation of Israel. And they shall increase and bring fruit and I will settle you after your old estates. And do better unto you than at your beginnings, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Now, the reason why I read that particular verse, the first time I ever come in contact with this verse, I was 19 years old. Zona and I lived in Houston. And I, I, I we moved to Houston to get a job. You know, I got tired of getting laid off. So I went to Houston. We, we, we stayed there for... Ten months. And I was doing shift work. It was a rotating shift. Every seven days, you'd rotate. Zona was working. I was working. Sometimes we'd go a whole week and never see each other. And I couldn't be as active in church. I'd been born, raised in church, and I, I hungered for for, for what God wanted for me. So <clears throat> we had come on, on home on a long weekend, and <laughs> at the end of this ten months, I was uh I was just homesick. And but I had no intentions of going into the ministry. My intention was to be a businessman. I didn't realize that God was going to put me in business, but it's His business. And so <clears throat> I'm 19 years old, and, and I'm, I'm frustrated, very frustrated. Feeling the yearning to come home, appreciated the church that we were... But I couldn't be involved in church much. Zona could. She, that's where she got introduced to teaching uh, Sunday school. And so I, I went to what was called a promise. How many of you ever heard of a promise box? A promise box is a, a box that has a, a bunch of verses written down there that, that were the promises of God. And I, I, we used to have promise boxes where you go over there and you could just pull out a, a verse, you know, led by the Holy Ghost. Now, I do believe you need to find the place where it is written like Jesus. But I went over there... And I pulled out a promise. And this was the verse that showed up. He said, I'm going to do better to you than at your beginnings. And you know what that meant? That meant that I wasn't going to go broke. I wasn't going to get laid off all the time. Now listen very carefully. With every promise... There is pressure for you to believe it. So you know what I did? I told Zona, I said, we're moving home. I called him right then. I said, "Uh, I just want you to know I ain't coming back to work. Now, I'm not recommending what I did. I'm just telling you what I did. Zona had to give her two weeks. She was working for uh, the Assembly of God's district office at the time. She gave her two weeks notice, and and anyway, we moved back within two weeks. Now, when we moved back, we had no place to go. I had no job, so we moved in with my parents for 10 months. I didn't say 10 years. 10 months. I didn't have no job, so guess what? They needed a general flunky up here to church. You know what I'm saying? That means that's the person that does everything. That's behind the scenes. That's the way I felt. I felt like it was general. I didn't, listen, I didn't feel like it was the Ministry of Helps. Because my gross pay was $100. And Zona came up here, she started working for, for, for two years. She worked for nothing. So that meant we were going to have second jobs. We lived with my parents for 10 months. And little did I know, or I wouldn't have done this. See, you know, sometimes God hides things and don't let you know them when you think he ought to. Yes. Because if he does, you'd screw it up. I didn't know, Zona and I did not know that when she came back, she was pregnant with Nita. And I said, Great. Here he is. I just threw all of our insurance out the window. We had $900. The $900 saved up. Guess where it went. We're not going to say how much you're worth today. A lot more than $900 now. Anyway, my point is, you were being tested. And we and we struggle to believe that verse in my head. Now, I don't want to take a lot of time with that, but that verse is very important. God is saying to some of you right now, I'm going to do better unto you than at your beginnings. Your latter is going to be better than your first. Yeah. Stay with this. Jump over here to verse 26. And God is saying, He's prophesying to Israel. They're in a mess. And He's prophesying. And He says in verse 26, A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit. "...will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh." Now watch this. Watch this. He, he shifts gears. Most people don't get these verses. They'll quote them, but they're not listening. "...and..." Everybody say and. Yeah. Now you know the word and in the English language is a conjunction. Meaning there's something that's going to be added to what was previously said... That's important. And I will put my spirit within you. Now, why is he giving us a new heart? And I will put my spirit within you. So you need a new heart. You need to be born again so that God can put his spirit in there. Watch this, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you. Did you hear that? Pay attention right there. I will not only put my spirit within you, I will cause you. There has to be a substance or something that makes it produce. Are you following? It's going to get better. And I will put my spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my statures. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. Now, pay attention right here. He's dealing with a group of people that saw his miracles, but always rebelled against him. And God's got his standards for you. Are so high, you cannot keep them by yourself. The quality of life that God has prepared for you is superior to the strength of the flesh for it to be produced. So he says, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to put my spirit in there and it will cause you to keep my statutes and do them. Now, this is a statement that the church is not grass. We talk about how much we fail. You'll hear preachers get up and say, well, we all sin daily, and they emphasize daily. Well, do you know what that means? That means you're belittling the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the very nature, power, person of Jesus within you to live the Jesus standard. I hope you heard that. To live the Jesus standard. Many people go to church. They, you know why they don't like going to church? Because if they do go to a church where there is the Holy Ghost, They feel condemnation. I can't do that. God knows that. He made provision for it. I can't match up. Look at who I am. God don't want you to look at who you are. He wants you to look on who He is. Glory to God. And as long as our society thinks that's all the church is about. No wonder they turn away from the church and won't get upset when we go past their football time. Hello. I'm getting to say that because it's not football season. (laughs) Glory to God. Are are y'all here? Wow. And watch this, verse 28. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Glory to Jesus. All right, let me give you this. This whole month we've been talking about greater, he's the greater one. He is is greater. Greater than what? He's greater than death. He's greater than hell. He's greater than sickness. He's greater than disease. He's greater than poverty. He's greater than social turmoil. He's greater than the United States government. He's greater. But listen to what? John said in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, Greater is He within you. He's talking about being in you. We're talking about trying to go to another planet that we label heaven. And God says there's a realm of heaven about you right now. And I want you to enter into it. And let as you enter into it, it's going to come on the inside of you and transform you from a cucumber to a pickle. Amen. Are you following? Where you will, your identity changes. You don't... No longer identify with death, hell, and the grave. You identify with His resurrection, life, and power. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Now, I, I, I'm taking a little time with you. We're going to have water b- baptism. Thank God for all of you that have showed up here today for visiting for this b- water baptism. But we have to get an understanding here. I am not in the business. I don't want to take any more time of just being religiously ritual with you. Our generation cannot tolerate any more of that nonsense. And I'm being nice by saying it that way. Glory to God. Do you know what the word culture means? The word culture means the customs, arts, social institutions and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. The word social means allied or friend. Do you know what God calls you? He calls you His friend. So do you know what that means? That means God wants to move you out of a fallen human nature culture into a culture of God. We're just, you're just, all of a sudden, you're just in the presence of God everywhere you go, wherever you're at, whatever you're facing. You are in the presence of God because you are now in the culture of His friendship. That means that you're conscious of God more than you're conscious of the social injustices because the only way you're going to have Justice is that God rules your life. That's the only way you're going to have it. You're not going to get it from government. Are you kidding me? They're a failure. You know why they're a failure? They distance themselves from what I'm talking about. They don't want you to have any consciousness of God in government. And it's contradictory to what the Bible says. The Bible says God sets up governments. God does. And if you won't acknowledge God, Nebuchadnezzar, we will just turn you over to be a fool for seven years and you can eat and act like an animal like somebody else that's in the White House right now. You say, Pastor Ronnie, are you you really saying that? Yes. He's a babbling idiot. The spirit of Nebuchadnezzar is upon him. Don't you get it? Those that don't perceive this is because they're trying to figure out with their head instead of a God revelation from the Bible, the Holy Spirit helping you to understand. Listen, I ain't, I didn't say nothing about voting or not voting right now. If you don't think this world's crazy, it's it, 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 this is lunacy. Nebuchadnezzar, for seven years, grew out claws, long hair, and he ate like an animal, the Bible says, because of his pride. He said, so you think you're God, do you? Well, let's just see. I'm going to remove your humanity and let you be an animal. Y'all love Jesus, right? That's exactly what's going on in the White House. There's been too much pride in government instead of yielding to God. And instead of saying, God, you're God. Woo, man, I didn't intend to say all that, so if it just comes out, it comes out. God wants us, the church, to create a different culture. And for that to happen, the church has to be the initiators of it. God is calling every born-again believer to be baptized with His Spirit so you can be the movers and shakers of our generation. No longer trusting Hollywood, the educational system, the entertainment world, the sports world, the arts, or anything else to set the culture standard. He's talking to the church and he's saying, Church, I want you to be the movers and shakers of your generation. But if it's a dead religion that we're just practicing, you won't do so because you won't have the power to do it. But if you yield to the Holy Ghost, do you know who the movers and shakers were after the day of Pentecost? It was those that were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they shook everything up. The Bible says they turned the world upside down. Everybody was... there. Oh, my God, we got to stop them. We got to stop them. And the more they tried to stop them, the bigger they got. Yes. That's what God is talking to the church about right now. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> I hope you're excited. Yeah. I am. Yes. Go into 2 Corinthians real quickly. And I, we're going to get you out of here on time. What time is that when I get through? 2 Corinthians, chapter 5. You that are visiting, I hope that I haven't given you too much to eat at one time. The rest of them are already accustomed. You may have to take this home and cut up the steak. I don't know. 2 Corinthians, chapter Mm, mm, 5. Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. I like that phrase in the King James. It doesn't just say he's a brand new man, he's a new creature. I want to say it a different way. He's a new species of being. Amen. A whole new species of being. The world thinks I'm nuts. And all i got to tell them is, leave me alone. I just found my sound mind. Amen. That's right. Old things are passed away. He said I was going to do better to you than at your beginnings. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things in this new creation are of God. I want to say that one more time. Not everything in the old creation is of God. If it was of God, then why does He have to give us a new creation? God doesn't create junk. Everything in the old creation is not of God. Everything in the new creation is of God, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Say, I'm an ambassador. You know what, you know what an ambassador is? An ambassador represents somebody else. We can say it another way. I represent heaven to earth. You know what some people think heaven are is in our generation. They think it's somebody that's sitting on a puffy white cloud, this little naked, fat baby that's advertising Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> you won't be naked, you'll be clothed with righteousness. You represent heaven on earth. Yes. You repre- That's who you are. You're an ambassador from heaven. As a born again believer, someone that has a relationship that is a friend of God, that is filled with the spirit of God, you are the ambassador to this generation. Yes. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's read that out of the Passion Translation because I think you need a little passion right now. Can we do that? All right. For now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, I like that phrase, He has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciliation or reconciling others to God. In other words... It was through the Anointed One that God was shepherding the world, not even keeping record of their transgressions. And He has entrusted to us the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are ambassadors of the Anointed One who carried the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. So we are tenderly pleading with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to Him. For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we who did not know His righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with Him. Amen. <coughs> Thank you. Now listen. Thank you. What we're talking about cannot be done by human effort. It has to be done by the Spirit of God, the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, to put a fire inside your belly. Yeah. So big that it absolutely overcomes human fallen human nature's reasoning. So big. The, all, the the biggest trouble I have in obeying God is my head. Wow, that went really big. I thought you'd say amen to that. We understand that about you, Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> you got to get that carnal reason because you you have developed your thinking. You've developed it. And you, you're trying to reason with God the way you reason with yourself and you can't reason with God like that. Because His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways. As far as the heaven is above the earth. Now, how, how far is that? I don't know. The Bible says... Eye is not seen, ears not heard. Neither has it even entered into my heart the things that God hath prepared for those who love Him. But He does reveal them to us by the Holy Ghost. Where does He reveal them to Your head? No. He reveals them in here. I'm talking about living out of here. How many of you have ever heard this saying? God looks at the... He looks at the what? The heart. Do you know that medical science is, uh, they they kind of, but you don't hear very much about it. Your heart has a way of thinking. That's different from your brain. That's why when you start tiddling around with a heart, you have all these emotional things going on. You say, Pastor Ronnie, I'm just telling you. You can take that or leave it. What I'm trying to tell you is something vital. He came to give us a new heart. And then he says, I'm going to put my spirit within that new heart. And you will, I will cause you to keep my word. I'll cause you to keep it. Now, well. Mm. So it's, it's not me trying to do the best I can. God, where are you? Why don't you help me? He's saying, why don't you just let me live through you instead of arguing with me all the time? Why don't you just let me live through you? Why, don't you? why don't you let my relationship grow till you become enfolded into me and you lose your identity in me? When you do that, then you understand the Lordship of Jesus. I'm telling you, the biggest problems I ever had in my life have never been Zona. The biggest problems I've ever had in my life is me. I'm going to just put it out there too. You think your circumstances are a big mountain. But I'm going to tell you, your biggest mountain is you. You keeps getting in your own way. Because it, it won't let you hear from God. You can have, God keeps putting the answer out in front of you, keeps putting the answer out in front of you, keeps putting the answer out in front of you. And you keep saying, now, God, that ain't the way to do it. And God says, Until you come to that conclusion, I I have to give you the consequence. I have to let you have the consequences of your stupid choices. Did God do it? No, you you chose that. You, You chose to be here this morning. How many of you know that God didn't get you up, put your clothes on you, drive you down here, and dump you off? He didn't do that. You chose it. Now, there may have been somebody there to help you of God's people. Compelled you to get here. But you finally said, I'll, I'll go just to shut them up. <laughs> but you came. Hello. Are you understanding? So this what we're experiencing in our society is the consequences... Of our choices, listen carefully, based out of a form of religion without the power to be able to make the right kind of choice. Listen to what God says. I will cause my word that goes forth out of my mouth. If You find this in Isaiah. And it will not return unto me void. But it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. It will be like the rain that comes down from heaven that makes the earth bring forth in bud. Makes it happen. Now I'm gonna close I'm gonna I'm 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 just showing my intent. I was thinking about it this morning. We had this rain. And I'm in, I'm in the bedroom. Pastor Zona's in the, in the bathroom there finishing things up. And all of a sudden we heard this big clap of thunder. Boom! Mm-hmm. And, and Zona goes, oh! And I started laughing. <laughs> now here's why. At the same time that happened, the Holy Spirit said something right there at my, in my spirit. He said, I'm in the thunder. I'm in the lightning. God dealt with the nation of Israel when Moses went to the mountain and came back down and is going to make a covenant. And they saw light, they thought they saw dark clouds, and they saw lightning and thunder. And the Bible says that they shook. They shook. God says, come here. I want to talk to you. And they said, oh no, Moses, you go talk to him for us. (laughs) Okay? Now what was the interesting thing? How many of you know nobody can water your lawn like God? (laughs) You can stand out there with your puny water hose and just... But after the rain... It seems like it gets green and it grows like 3 inches in 24 hours. Do you know why? That lightning and that thunder brings nitrogen into that water that your water hose doesn't have. And it wakes up the grass. And it says, Grow! And all of a sudden, it bears fruit and starts growing. That's why when it thunders and lightnings and it has a rainstorm like that, everything looks greener when it, when it passes. Do you know what God is saying to you? I'll settle you after your old estates, but I'll do better unto you than at your beginnings. You've struggled, you've strained, and you wondered if there ever going to be a change. But the lightning bolts of heaven are charging this atmosphere with the Holy Ghost in our generation. And God is speaking to this generation. How many of you have ever been woke up by the lightning and the thunder? The other night when it came through real and the wind was blowing and all of a sudden a big old clap of thunder about 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow! I'm awake like this and I just, I I laid there tossed and turned trying to go back to sleep and I just wouldn't happen. Well, let me tell you what God says in His Word. Awake, thou that sleepest and arise from the dead. And Christ shall give you light. God is bringing light to our generation. But He's bringing the thunder and the lightning of His presence. When He speaks, it's not going to be empty words of man's religion any longer. It's going to be awakening. The awakening has started transpiring. And people are starting to wake up that God is dealing with man on a level that we've not seen. In fact, some of us haven't ever heard of before. I got news for you. It's not just going to affect you personally. It's beginning to affect our nation. It's affecting our nation. Glory to God. Seeds that God has sown in our nation for decades of the word being spoken that people did not pay attention to. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And that's what he says. In the last days I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters would prophesy. Your young men would see visions and your old men would dream dreams. I'm kind of in between the two. Sometimes I get a vision, sometimes I have a dream. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm not going to identify with being old yet. But he said, I'd pour out of my spirit. That is a direct reference to Joel chapter 2, where God says, I'm going to do it, And I'll give you the former rain and the latter rain in one month. Here's the last part. The former rain was designated to make the seed germinate and to sprout. The latter rain was given to make the seed come to fruition to the harvest moment. But God says that I'm going to do in these last days is pour out of my spirit both the former and the latter in one month. Are you listening? God is waking us up. And you can stand up with me, please. And that, that just lets you know. I know you've been wanting to anyhow. You say, oh, dear God, this is, give us a sign that Pastor Ronnie, you've got to quit. But I want to let you know, I'm not finished. This is to be continued. Because this is the message of the day. I'm going to tell you right now, this is the message of the day. This is not something you're going to hear. I won't ever have to listen to that again. No, you're going to hear it over and over and over again. Glory to God. Now, Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for what you're doing in our generation. Lord, I'm in the presence of movers and shakers in our generation. These are not just people trying to get by. These are people that want to be baptized with fire. It's going to shake up this generation going to shake up City Hall. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. And even though they look like they're little David, (laughs) the big spirit of Goliath will come down at their hand. Because it's not hard for you to say by many or by few, even though they feel like they're not the majority, your spirit in them is the majority. And Lord, you're stirring, and you're going to do through them exceedingly, abundantly. Above all that they can ask or think, according to your power working within them. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We worship you. Spirit of fear, you're broken. Spirit of faith arise. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. The spirit of faith is arising in you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. The spirit of confusion is being broken. Yes. Thank you, a clarity is coming to your heart. And a conviction, not a condemnation. A conviction is going to be inside of you that's going to convict you. And the Holy Spirit, you're going to be an instrument of righteousness in the hand of God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you're hearing. I pray that you're hearing. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. This is not the way it has been. This is the day the Lord has made. Glory be to God. Look to the joy that sets before you. Glory to God. The enemy will not only be defeated, he'll be defeated on your behalf, But he'll be defeated on the behalf of those that are around you. Just because they're around you. A hope is being born in our nation right now. And that hope is totally, totally dependent on the hope of God. We give you praise. Now, Father... We thank you for the election that's coming up. Early voting starts tomorrow. Now Father, I thank you right now that you give them the information, righteous information, of those who are running for office. And on the propositions, Father, give them the proper information. And Holy Ghost, lead them Spirit of flesh, shut up. In Jesus' name. We silence the voices that the devil has used in the flesh. But there will be a loud, loud, clear voice in the spirit. When they go to the voting booth, Holy Ghost, you're going to be right there and visit them. (laughs) And Yes, Lord. We thank you for a gracious outcome. Glory to God. You need to play that all week long. Glory to God. Now, fathers, we leave here today. If there's anyone that doesn't know you, viewing by live stream as well, I thank you, Father, that you draw them. You drew them here And Lord, you're talking to their hearts. Help them to give their heart over to you. Confess your lordship over their life. Turn their back on sin and the nature of it. And follow you with all their hearts. Now, Father, we thank you right now that your miraculous hand is upon each and one, one that believes on you. Your grace surrounds them like a shield, follows them wherever they go. They hear your voice and the voice of another they will not follow. You've given your angels charge over them, their families, their properties, and their goods. You've given us the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus, to use which we invoke it right now. And we declare Say this with me out loud. In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, that every person we come in contact with, your love would ooze out of us and touch those individuals with the gospel of truth. Now Lord, we give you the praise and thanksgiving all for living in this generation and the privilege of you living through us. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Don't forget water baptism, all right? Give somebody a high five around you and let them know I'm glad that you were here with me today. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.